Um, I could talk about the eyebrows waiter story from last week, but I, probably that's totally unrelated to what we're talking about. Uh, Without further ado, I believe we can get started. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. 69, 5, <laughs> 4, <laughs> 3, <laughs> three two, 2, 1. What? Hello world, a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Nice. Good counting, everybody. Good, oh, nice. solid counting. We really did a good job with the counting that time, guys. I'm super proud of everyone that joined in. I sat in on a preschool class for a refresher. You counted in preschool? <laughs> I didn't go to preschool, Dave. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I it was a good time. It. I played doctor in my preschool, of and I was super you good did. at it. Oh, and, my God. And, and further, actually, wow, this the, nobody could understand me because I had my hardcore Franglish going on at the time. So oh, people, nice. like, everyone kept their distance. I would always have the monkey bars to myself because oh. even the teachers couldn't, like, understand me. And it wasn't oh. until elementary school that I took, um, you know, speech therapy to get rid of my Canadian accent. It breaks oh, my heart, Dave. It yeah. breaks my heart, too, because as years I'm later, ready I'm like, this to, sucks. As I'm getting yeah. ready to send all my little friends off to school, that breaks my heart. Yeah, I yeah. know. So, welcome anyway. back, listeners. This is the Happy Hour. <laughs> my name is David Ojay, and I, I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter. And you're listening, of course, because you tuned in to the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter as well. <laughs> and as you've already heard, I'm joined by some of the best hockey people on the internet ever <laughs> one of them is named veronica that's me i'm at c-h-i-l-e underscore pepper on twitter the other one is ashley that's me i am <laughs> at a-l-o-u-r on twitter did i get all those letters right you totally yes. you are yay every yeah. vowel every consonant job. And then it you. sounded wrong it well sounded it sounds it's so right though and i'm also joined by beth that's me, and I am at Eliza underscore B-E-T-H-A-N on Twitter. Awesome. Hooray! So I wanted to start off tonight by giving a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, the first 20-ish percent of this episode, <laughs> according to my mathematics earlier today, is going to be <laughs> I know, dedicated... complicated us. Right, right. It's, yeah, <laughs> seriously. It's going to be dedicated to um, news that isn't part of the 80% of the rest of the episode. If that makes sense, that's because 80% of this episode is going to be our surprise topic. That was not a surprise at all to one at Clout Kaniemi on Twitter who nailed our guessing game like a minute after we tweeted it. We were so... We were like, oh, nobody's going to guess it. And then freaking Clout Kaniemi is just like, hey, bam. Suban and Weber trade. And then he was like, just joking. Yeah, just jokes. And then he's like, uh, then he or she uh, was right. like, oh, Good joke. wait, actually, that yeah. was, I was that's, correct. So right. that's the thing. So if no, if, all right, and to the listeners, if you guys don't want to hear a thing about the whole trade, then tune in for the first 20 ish percent of the episode, then <laughs> get out because we're going to go hard into it. So shout out to Cloud Kaniemi for nailing the guessing game. Holy crap. First try. First reply. Yeah, even, good job. Which was really cool. Mm. Does we'll, he get a prize? Uh, he will get a, he or she will get a, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, shout out, shout out on the podcast, obviously. Okay. Yeah, they, for sure. They. They. They, they, they. They, now, there. And, and yes, an interesting development happened in the past two weeks at the Happy Hour, and we noticed that a certain city was out listening Montreal, and we were like, like for the first time, for the by first like time, a lot. by a lot, and that city is Amsterdam, Netherlands. <laughs> I wonder if they tune in at four twenty. It makes me wonder. Like, who do we know? Blaze. We are probably hilarious when you're high. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we are we like would the, be so funny. We are the perfect token <laughs> podcast. We have to be. We ought to be. So because of this, number one, thank you so much, the Netherlands, which is such a yeah. weird thing to say. Thank you, Netherlands. Thank you so much, <laughs> the Netherlands. I don't even – thank you to the Dutch. And because of this, we decided – or at least I decided – to do a little expose on the only Dutch hockey player I've been able to find since the 1970s, Daniel Sprong, 
who is not a bad player. Of course, Daniel Sprong is part of the Penguin system, and he was drafted. When was he drafted? He was drafted in 2015, 46th overall, and he is a force on the ice, uh, playing for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Pens in the AHL. He has amassed uh, in the last season in 65 games. He has 65 points. Pointy game player wow. in the AHL, so very good, and participated in the playoffs, three games, one point. And he played with the Penguins briefly last year as well. Eight games, three points, two of which were goals. And it should be noted that he is a winger, shoots righty. And now comes the fascinating part about his hockey journey. Growing up in Amsterdam, his father uh, was a player and a coach internationally. And due to the fact that the Netherlands... Uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So Daniel Sprong at a very young age, mm -hmm. before he was even 10, would be playing with teenagers because he was just a phenom in the Netherlands wow. over there. And his father, understanding this, said, wow, we got to get this kid to Canada. Mm. Yeah. So because of that, his family moved to, and I'm going to butcher this uh, pronunciation. It's uh, Lille Bizarre, Quebec, which is very close Il to Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So Perfect. there's that little bizarre. So he went there, and due to him moving to uh, Canada, though he is a Dutch citizen, I'm kind of quoting Wikipedia right now, sorry. Though he is a Dutch citizen, Sprong has declined to play internationally for the Dutch national team in hopes of playing for the Canadian national team instead. So he oh, doesn't yeah. have any international Amazing. experience because of that. And also because according to, again, Wikipedia, so who knows if this is right, uh, he's mm -hmm. currently in the process of getting his citizenship, you know, to Canada. He wants to be a Canadian citizen to play with Team Canada. Oh, Incredible story. Awesome. Very heartwarming. Yeah. Except it's really sad because you're never going to get any inter international experience. And I just mm. realized that, hey, guys, that's super cool. He wants to play for Team Canada. Shout out to the Dutch. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder, but, like, it's so curious. I wonder why we have such a... Uh listenership from over there it's really it's crazy it is it is a bit crazy it's full it made me flabbergasted so if any of the dutch listeners can yeah. like send us a message at any yeah. of our twitter handles and and explain to us why this has happened are you <laughs> vacationing in amsterdam in the past two weeks let us know did you cause... accidentally download this and now you're just stuck <laughs> listening to it every week like maybe you don't really know why. something in dutch like, did you do that over a hundred times in the past two weeks? Listen to us by accident. Uh, you know, if so, someone's if someone's cat just keeps pawing at the screen and accidentally downloading it again. Right. So there's that. So for in last any time, event, yeah. In thank any you event, for listening. Thank you, uh, Dankje in Dutch. I guess is how you pronounce it. Dank. Dankje. Dank. Or is it dunk you? Oh, it's it's a soft J, like in, in jogging, mm, but it's jogging mm -hmm. with the soft J. I'm totally guessing. I'm totally guessing, too. So thanks. <laughs> Thank you again. Now then, Thank enough you. of the Dutch. Thank you, guys, but we got to move on. Uh, there's some Habs news uh, this week in that we have acquired uh, Hunter Shinkaruk for Kirby Reichel from the Flames, which is extraordinary to me because we pretty much got a player for free again. Yeah, yes. well, for Reichel. Yeah, exactly. Right, because yeah. Reichel came in the Plakanek trade, and who do we get back? Plakanek, uh, and correct. oh, you know, so it's like, wow. Thank you, Leafs, for giving us Shinkarok, mm. a former first-round <laughs> player in 2000, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think somebody else is more informed on this, and I believe that person's name is Beth. I mean... It's not on the trade at all. It's just I have I was reading Wait, about what? the trade. Well, it's about it's about Hunter. It's just two fun facts about Hunter. Wait, the name cool. Hunter or the actual player? No, the player. Okay. But no, they're not. It's not like we love any... fun facts. Yeah, we do. I want to hear. I'm all about fun facts. A scholar. Mm -hmm. Um. So the, I'm gonna do the least fun one first. The less fun one first. Um. Because of whatever glitch or whatever they do with automatically putting stuff in on the Habs website slash app slash whatever. Um, when you Google Hunter Shinkaruk, um, it shows that he is currently a centerman for the Canadians, <laughs> even though he is a winger. 
Um, and I think actually if you go in like onto his Wikipedia page, it says his proper positioning, but just the default um, when, on like the, when the Google research results, search results show up results. Good grief. Um, it says Montreal Canadiens centerman in parentheses. Huh. I'm the, starting to think they're doing that to troll all of us. A hundred percent on purpose. We've just oh. acquired this defenseman. Now he plays center. Ooh. I just discovered UP something. also plays center. What's yeah. up? I just discovered something super interesting about Shinkarook. Guess who was the player drafted immediately after Shinkarook in the 2013 draft? 2013. Just take it. Just take a guess. Noel Juleson. It was no. no, no. It was Michael McCarron. Oh, oh, Uh-oh. oh. Interesting. I thought Michael McCarron was picked high. Yeah, uh, twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Okay. Yeah, and the twenty thirteen wow. draft. So the twenty thirteen draft is also the draft that uh, Drouin came in at third, and Nathan McKinnon was the number yeah. one in that year. But I just maybe I, we'll get him too. Perhaps. Yeah, we, we may as well. <laughs> and who else was on that one? <laughs> Alexander Barkov and Seth Jones. That's a pretty good draft. Holy crap. That was a good yeah. year. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It was a good year. Jeez, I'm crow. So, it, make, um, it makes you wonder if if what, if Shinkarek was someone they were targeting and just missed out on. Oh, it could be because those dastardly Canucks drafted him first. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> interesting. Um, it is interesting. <laughs> the second fun fact is that... Um, Shinkarook made his NHL debut on November November 16th, 2015 in a 4-3 overtime loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, sorry, kid. Was that against the Canucks then? Oh, when he was on the Canucks, yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. Too bad, so sad. Did you guys see the old tweets of his being retweeted? Oh, yeah. He's a Habs yeah, fan. Yeah. He's a Habs fan. Isn't that so heartwarming? Makes my heart so happy. It I is. love he it. He actually had blankets. Wow. Just like you, Dave. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, I do, actually. Come think of it now, yeah. I do. It's like, no, I don't. Like, oh, wait, yeah, there's one dra- draped on my wall right here. The one in your video, yeah? <laughs> yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It hasn't come down. <laughs> I like it quite Good. a bit now. It's in the background whenever I do uh, Twitch stuff uh, with the video games and such. That's amazing. Just to let people know what's up. So That's correct. Uh, we have one more bit of news, unless there's anything else about uh, Shinkarok we'd like to mention. No, well, I just, I just want to say that I'm kind of excited about it. Like, I think he's someone oh, yeah. that had a lot of um, potential when he was drafted that hasn't quite been found yet. So, I mean, we've seen Dale Weiss come to his boyhood favorite team. We've seen Nicholas Delorier show what he can do at his favorite boyhood team. And now let's see what Shinkarak can do if he's got the right motivation yeah. and the right environment. Maybe we'll see something kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. I it's going to be really interesting to see how McCarron is positioned and played in the organization now because of Shinkrook. Like I had no idea that they were right after each other in the draft. So that's going to be something that's going to be really interesting to see. And I can only assume Shinkrook's of course going to start in Laval. One would assume. Um, so I'm hoping to see a two way, right? Yes. One yeah. Year, but I, I guess way. it depends on how his, camp goes and that too oh my god camp That's oh right. when is camp? Oh it's only in like a month or something isn't I'm it so excited yeah. oh my god um, and mccarran is the only guy who's still not signed oh is that right that is true too yeah that's good to know hmm interesting got to keep an eye on that yep poor mccarran i mean shinkarook's only 511 <laughs> while mccarran's like six foot 11 d7 or something he's a tall boy <laughs> Tall boy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm super excited, too. I can't wait to see what the new guys do. It's so cool. And au revoir, uh, Kirby Reichel. I did like him, too, but oh, well. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah, yeah I would have been okay he if he fine. stayed, but yeah, I yeah. also don't care if he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> no, me neither. Too bad. So sad. Oh, well. Yeah. Now, um, so time to move on from Shinkarook. Uh, Michel Therrien was in the news today. He will be joining, I think, if I got my facts straight which is, you know, questionable at best. Um, <laughs> what, what, what's that radio station? I had it before. It's 91.9. Right, which was in the news for other reasons that we're not going to get into. Asshole. And um, <laughs> so, Michelle, is he, is Mr. Tarion, he's going to have, uh, like, a, a, a spot 
a day, like a nightly spot on there or something as an analyst? Uh, Do we okay, so our friend Andrew Zadarnowski. Hey, AZ, <laughs> what up, brother? Now, he says his he says the Canadians uh, Tyrion's Canadians contract ended last summer. Oh, but I thought he was getting paid through the end of next season. I, I thought it was this like like right in like July first kind of time this year it ended. Is what oh, I thought. Okay. I was, I was on Ashley's side with that. I thought it was either ending already or just ended or ending very soon. Now, I got my information from an old uh, Forbes article, which I didn't oh. realize at the time, but it was written by Eric Macramella. Hey, Macramella. Who was probably <laughs> blinded by his hatred for Tarion at the time. <laughs> I got it incorrect. So, um, yeah. I'm going to go with you guys on that one. Are you I'm just going to put in. I just Googled in 2014, he signed a four year contract extension. So, yes, it was up this okay, summer. So, it was up. So, then it says, then the 99 point whatever that station is, their tweet said, uh, We just hired a new coach, Michelle Terrian, every day on weekdays from 4 p.m. in, this is a translation, in Jean yeah. Charles in Freedom. As of Monday, the biggest sports team in Montreal is back on the ice. Be there. Hmm. So I guess they're talking about themselves, not yeah, the Habs. I think they're talking facetiously about themselves being a team <laughs> and not the actual Habs. What also, a... I had no idea. Good for him. Yeah, no, good for him. I do like that, you know, him in a dark alleyway taking a slow draw from his cigarette saying, soft. <laughs> <laughs> They try to ruin my job every day. Soft. That they skate. Soft. Soft. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you, um, Michelle Talian. I if, if I ever got yeah. into a fight, I'd want you on my side. Totally. Like, oh my god. So my my Googling tells me that Jean Charles en Liberté is the name of a show on ninety one nine that's on every weekday from three until seven. And so I'm guessing Michelle Therrien has a little spot on at 4 o'clock in that show. Cool. Is that Good. weekly? Is that once? I'm not sure. But it's kind of nice for him to have something else to do now. Like he, I don't know. I'm sure these guys will live and breathe hockey. So I'm sure it's hard to yeah. be away from it. Mm -hmm. And he does have experience in the media. He was there mm -hmm. before the his second go around with the Hebs. So, you know, I hope he can contribute something valuable. And I... Really hope he contributes something positive about the team. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should uh, try to pay attention to what he actually uh, throws down on that show. should be super interesting. Oh, I'm sure we'll hear. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We'll find out one way or the other. <laughs> mm -hmm. From some sources, who knows which ones mm. we'll get it from. Do you know what? The other, like, what? like really quickly, it's been two years or no not quite two years since uh he was relieved of his duties quote unquote mm -hmm. and i get a i did a search one time on twitter oh no out of curiosity because you know you see you see it popping up every now and then every people talking about him and he hasn't like been seen or heard from in 18 months not a day has gone by since his firing that he isn't mentioned at least once on Twitter. By certain By all people. kinds of people, mostly people who don't like him. Mm. But it's crazy. It's amazing the type of uh, real estate rates that uh, Tarion gets in uh, Montreal because he gets into people's heads no for free. Shit. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. <laughs> uh, it is pretty Mon amazing. Like, he was all anybody talked about. He needs to be fired. He needs to be fired. And finally he was fired. And he's still what people talk about like yeah and yes. you know what like i back in my one season of writing for habs eyes on the prize i went that was incredible. the season thank you <laughs> that was the season he was fired and so i wrote um a, a quick little article that was basically just thank you for your service um and it was pretty decent everybody complained yeah. a lot but his numbers looked pretty good you would think all those yeah. things that people would enjoy what he did but um yeah he, he wasn't he wasn't as terrible no as people made him out to be. no None. i mean 
like there's just no his methods i guess are are what got made people so personally offended but the numbers there's no arguing them Mm -hmm. i believe that we can make an interesting episode dissecting uh, michelle terrien's tenure the second one at least if we (sighs) ever want to do that because (laughs) i definitely have things to say about it both good and bad i both loved and hated michelle terrien and i am proud to say that Because I was definitely always be proud of your opinion. I was super yeah. outspoken about um, a lot of things uh, in dealing with Tarian, but uh, you know, in retrospect, ah, it wasn't that bad because, well, it's hockey. You're good and yeah. bad sometimes. It's just hockey. There it is. It is just hockey. And <laughs> speaking about Michelle Tarian, and it's just hockey, <clears throat> and we are now going to segue smoothly into the next segment. The remaining eighty percent. Exactly, and we almost. I think we're actually. Uh, we're about like 33%, but whatever, it's okay. Um, so, <laughs> listeners that don't want to hear about the PK Suban and Shea Weber trade can get out. Um, because now that's exactly. <laughs> but come back later. But yeah, come back later. Back oh, in next yeah, week. please. We'll, we'll talk. Or skip ahead to the end. Exactly, because we'll probably talk about something awesome at the end anyway. But, For sure. yeah, now we're going to talk about PK Suban. And um, I guess the only way to start this out is to say that I love the guy. As a player, he's an incredible player. Um, off the ice, mm, you know, there he does a lot of good off the ice. Sometimes you might have to take a little bit of seasoning with it if you want to like get under the, you know, the, uh, the, the 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 scene that he sets for it all. But overall, I would say good person. I respect him. The only reason I and playing hockey currently, I started playing hockey at 29, was because I was watching P.K. Subban, and I was inspired to take up the game because of how impressive he was on the ice. Now, with that being said, um, the trade happened, and I will leave it to the ladies to take it from here, because I have other things to say, but I don't want to be too long-winded. Who goes first? I'll go first. I... I enjoyed PK as well. Um, I enjoyed him a lot on the ice. Those big dramatic hits were always fun to watch when Brad he got Marshall. a little bit fancy. And it was, yeah, I will love that hit until the day I die. I will oh, watch yeah. it re- repetitively on YouTube at least once a year. And I loved when he got a little bit fancy and it was successful. But there was a lot of times when he got fancy and it wasn't successful. And there was a lot of times when he went for that hit and it wasn't successful. And so... I don't know. I I enjoyed him a lot. I never thought they were going to trade him. But I don't think I loved him as much as some people. And I (laughs) think what happened in that trade, because, like, I remember being in complete shock that it actually happened. Because I was convinced that it was never going to happen. I was absolutely confident it was never going to happen. But it it happened, and then it's like this switch turned... And all of a sudden, he was this infallible human being that was the savior of the world. (laughs) And we just got rid of him for scraps. Yeah. And... Completely unfair. Exactly. And I think it was that overreaction that made me just kind of like, I'm over it. I don't care. I love Shea Weber now. Yeah. Because I I can't handle that kind of overreaction. And I guess... That's a little bit how I felt about PK, too, just because my own personality, I think, is fairly subdued and low-key overall. And so I get a lot of secondhand embarrassment from some people. And PK was one of those people because he's just so big in his presence that it overwhelms me a little bit. And so I think that's partly why I didn't have that appeal that other people did. It's just my own personality. I find him overwhelming a little bit. Um and I also found that reaction overwhelming. So I think that's why I went very hardcore the other way. That's my summary yeah, of the trade. It became, it became like illegal to say his name online without calling him the best human being that I had, had ever lived. And I'd never seen anything like that before. Ever. No. It was with incredible. With any player. And, and it wasn't incredible. just because he's the best hockey player. It's he's the best human person. Like it was just, yeah. It was yeah. just bizarre yeah um what was i gonna say i maybe i can go beth do you want to go sure okay um 
So I um I like PK. Um he was fun like actually he was fun to watch. Um and it was he was really my introduction to how philanthropic the um hockey community as a whole is off the ice just how much they want to do for other do for others period um and it's not always like like to me i guess it's not always the most obvious choices for charity giving like it's not just oh here's like and i'm not to say that not every charity is is deserving but it's like i feel like it's always like the big name ones you, you hear about and um PK like just gave to this children's hospital and whatever and I went and looked into some other things and saw what other players were doing and how they have all these different things every single summer and every single season and they do all these things for kids all like or just for people who have less or whatever all the time um and then being a person of color myself it was really cool to see a person of color being this being famous for playing a sport that is not normally associated with people of color. And he was just, and he was somebody that everybody knew, no matter what team you were a fan of in the league. Um, my friend and I had a joke one time because he, for, he briefly played um, on the Habs for, at the same time as Devonte Smith Pelly. And so my friend made a joke that there are five um there are five black guys in the NHL and Montreal has two of them kind of thing. Um, but it was just, it was, it was fun to watch him. And it was, I have a story about that, but I'm sorry. Go on. (laughs) Um, it was, it was just, it was fun to watch. And yeah, like he was, he was a, he was a big personality and, and whatever, but I didn't dislike him. And I, I could see why others might, because he wasn't your traditional hockey personality, even when you compare him with some other big ones around the league. Like, even when compared with Brendan Gallagher. Like, Brendan Gallagher has a big personality, but it's different than PK's. Um, the day the trade happened was actually the f- first time I got contacts ever in my life. Oh, perfect timing. And <laughs> I, was in, I was in the... Um, up, so, uh, I was in the eye doctor's office um, at the time of the trade. Yeah, the ophthalmologist. Thank you. I was in the ophthalmologist's <laughs> office at the time of the trade. My phone was in my purse on silent. And I walk out of the um, the office with my contacts. And, and, the fir- and I pull up my phone. And the first thing I see is text messages from my friend Taryn, who is a Lightning fan, um, and my old boss, Doug, who is a Red Wings fan. And um, and they both say, are you okay? With marks. <laughs> and um, Taryn lives in Florida. So, and Doug lives in, I don't know where he lives now. He moves away. He moves around a lot. Um, and then I, I was like, what's going on? And then I saw three different sports app notifications saying the trade. And I'm like, I was, I cried. I have to admit, I did cry. And then I'm like, this is the first thing I see with my new contacts. Like I finally get contact. I wear glasses <laughs> for 20 years. And this is the first thing I see. Um, and I didn't really know much about um, Shea Weber at all. Um, I, and I, but I, I hated him. I was like, I don't know who you are. I hate you. You're old and you're terrible. And then I had my moment and then I was like, okay. And I did, I did think that um, Bergeron, I was like, Bergeron and Anthony need to be fired, blah, blah, blah. And I was like just screaming all over the internet about how angry I was and like texting my friends who were Bruins fans because only they knew who I was talking about. I was like, who is, who is your general manager? <laughs> um, and, and they were like, um, I'm sorry. I don't like, we hate PK Subban. So I don't understand what you're mad about. Um, <laughs> but... I had my moment and then I was like, you know what? This is going to be fine. It's, it's a hockey team. It's a game. I'm a fan of the team, not just as, not just a player. And I went on with my life. Yeah. Huh. That's a very See, mature. That's the, exactly. And I, I just want to clarify, just, I don't know if you were meaning that or not, but like, I don't, I don't, didn't just like PK. No. Nope. And no. he did have, a, like, just because of his big personality, it's not a reason to dislike him. And I do think, no. That that's a big trend that you see on Twitter that hockey wants more big personalities instead of the same canned responses and the same rote cliches every 
time. Um, but yeah, it was just, he is, he is very, you're right. Everybody, even if you don't know hockey, you know, Sidney Crosby and you probably know PK Subban. Yeah. So in that respect, it's pretty cool. Like the, the, the exciting quote or whatever, that's all just a sideshow for me. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of, I'm so used to the hockey players and I, I I kind of don't care if they have a, a, a more exciting quote or not, but agreed. um, Yeah. You know, what, what matters is what's on the ice. And, um, so Dave, can I go next? Uh, you may. I have something okay. to say about, um, oh, the whole P.K. Subban, Devontae Smith-Pelly thing. It's more of a funny, sort of <laughs> not funny, actually. Oh, I think I know what it is. It's um, kind of not funny. It's kind of not funny. Yeah. It's kind of rude, actually. Yeah. Anyway, so a- NBC has a commentator. And I forget his name, but during one of the NBC games that uh, the Habs were being streamed or you know, broadcast on, I uh, every time that Devontae smith Pelly was on the ice, he'd be like, oh, and there goes P.K. Subban. It's yeah. like, ah. <clears throat> like, really? Not. <laughs> Unbelievable. They have you numbers. don't study before the game. Oh, and... my Lord. I forget yeah. who it was, too. It was, um, it was one of the, um, ah, God, not to. Ah, oh, crap. I'm, I'm going to get myself yeah. into a bunch of people. It was one of the older guys, you know? And right. one of the old-time guys that would do that stuff. I just, I remember hearing that. I was like, oh, damn it. That's not the, mm. Nope, that's no good. But that's the only yeah. thing I wanted to say. Yeah. It's not funny. It's rude. At the yeah. time, at the time, I was I was kind of chuckling, but then I was like, oh, that, that's no Yeah, good. it's embarrassing. It's just unprofessional. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, they especially for a broadcast guy. the fucking numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. So with PK, um, people may not realize this, but I was literally like online, one of his biggest fans and one of his biggest apologists and put, you know, put my dukes up whenever anybody came after him, which was interestingly before the trade like every single fan in the universe did not like pk unless that fan was a montreal canadians Habs fan or a montreal canadians fan after the trade all of a sudden everybody who had been calling pk overrated for years were talking about what a fantastic human being and player and blah 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 it was the most bizarre thing i've ever seen um anyway so i was his hugest fan when i wrote for Habs eyes on the prize. I, you know, for me, it's team first. Mm-hmm. Always, always. I wrote sympathetic pieces about Michelle Terrian, which were blasted almost unanimously. And I also wrote piece, pieces about PK Subban. I think I wrote two. Oh, I definitely wrote two. I wrote one um, when the year that he was snubbed um, for the All Star game. And I was just like, what the fuck? All Mm -hmm. over this article. Like, who, how would you not have one of the better entertainers in hockey, one of the more talented players at this event? It's ridiculous. And I wrote a whole piece about it. And an ambassador of the sport, for sure. Yep. Exactly. For many reasons. Yeah. Yep. And so when that year that everything went sideways... And the rumors started about PK being traded. I started, like, I was like, first of all, that's ridiculous. And then I started talking myself into it more as the summer wore on or as the year wore on because I was just like, have sounds. After what we have been through this past season, Michelle, or not Michelle, Mark Bergevin would never trade. P.K. Subban. He and, would never do that to us. And further, uh, I recall one of the details of all of that being uh, Molson stepped in personally, apparently, to get that big contract in for him. The first time. Yeah, that's the story. Yeah, that's the story. Unverified. Um, unverified. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the story. So, now, I'm going to say something that people may not like. But you have to keep in mind that at the time, I was still one of his staunchest defenders. That night that he, that Alexei Yemelin ran into him with his ass, 
that night in March, his final game as a Montreal Canadian. Yeah. And he went down. Oh, and the stretcher and everything. Yeah. Well, no, but when he went down, yeah. When he went down, when he fell down, he was writhing around on the ice, rolling around. And I looked at my son, no word of a lie. I'm like, that's, that's just PK diving. (laughs) I said, that's just PK diving. He's fine. He's fine. He's going to be fine. He'll be playing on Saturday. Don't worry. That was my first instinct because he was like rolling around so much that it, it did it was not like indicative of a neck injury to me. But at the time I was like endearingly, that's just PK just trying to get a penalty. He probably didn't even realize that it was MLN. He probably thought it was one of the other guys. Then he got stretchered off and then he never played again. Right. And it was really weird for me, like really weird for I me that he all about that. Mm-hmm. See, and that was for me in the back of my mind, it was always like, that is so weird because when he went down, he was rolling around all over the place. He wasn't like prone or limp or you know what I mean? Right. No. And then when he never came back, it got started getting stranger and stranger. And then he started saying shit like <laughs> he went to the uh, NHL awards in L.A. or something like that. And he told cameras that um, this was after the season was over and he never played again for the Montreal Canadiens after that injury. But he told the cameras that, you know, everybody had to get better at the organization from the top down. And I was like, whoa, 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 PK, what are you Mm -hmm. you doing? Like, what What are you doing? (laughs) They're not going to like this, you know? And the summer started wearing on anyway. That summer was a personally terrible summer for me. Um, I wasn't working at the time. So that day, I, the day of the trade, I had been listening to TSN 690 all day because we were all on like countdown to July 1 when oh, PK's yeah. events, no move, finally kicks in and, and oh my God, it'll finally be over. And the, yeah, exactly. Drama will be over. <laughs> right? However. Oh, however, so I'm listening to uh, Melnick's show and I, you know, kind of in the background, it was sort of lunchtime for me and I was doing stuff around the house and then I heard PK Subban's been traded for Shea Weber, and oh, I went, shit. "What?" I and then Mel- Melnick goes, "Holy shit!" Right. And I was like, right. "No, no, 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 no!" <laughs> I go home and I'm looking on Twitter. I'm like, "What in the hell?" And I had an online meltdown, Beth, very similar to yours. I was like, "Everybody who's been telling me that Mark Bergevin is an idiot and..." But Michelle Terrian's an asshole. You were all right all along. And I was so stupid. And how could they? Oh, like, no. I had a famous meltdown. I remember this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lost my mind. And I wasn't even crying. I was just like, how could this happen? Like, I cannot believe this is happening. What are they talking about? Meanwhile, the very back of my mind, I'm going, holy shit, Shay Weber? Like, <laughs> Like, he's the first guy that they always (laughs) pick for Team Canada at international competitions. But anyway, I was like, it was the only time, only time in my life as a Habs fan that I wasn't like, bye, see you later, new guy, who are you? I love you already. You know what I mean? It was the only time. And uh, then I started, like... He had, he, like, I'm sure he was in shock as well. I'm sure that, you know, when he, when he made those comments at the NHL awards, I'm sure that he thought he could get away with it. I'm sure that like in, in a way he thought he could do this, this he's PK, right? And, uh, it took me a couple of days, but I was just like, okay, after watching his video, um, like his little selfie video that he made while he was in France. And he says, and to my fans. And in the back of my mind, I was like, wait, my fans? It just kind of sounded, I don't know, to the fans in Montreal, to Habs fans. He said, to my fans. It just, something about that wording kind of made me go, hmm, wait. 
Things that make you and, go, hmm. Yeah. Exactly, yep. And then his phone call, his conference call with the Predators, where he took a couple of swipes at the Habs. And then I was just like, hmm. So then, and then later that night, I listened to Shea Weber's conference call. And that he and I thought, okay, he might not be exciting. He might not be flashy, but he sounds like he's all business. And he's got nothing but good things to say. And one thing that he, when he was asked about, oh, P.K. Subban, like, how do you think you're going to fill P.K. Subban's shoes? And he just said, I'm, I'm not P.K. Subban. I, I'm not going to pretend to be. I'm, you know, like, he was just, he was just very mature and sort of whatever. I, I don't think he could even begin to comprehend the insanity that was going to happen in Montreal. But I have but a little... It's, sorry, I think you're right. That was a really important point that he said, and I think that probably saved him a little bit because he came in and said, I'm not going to be P.K. Subban. I'm going to no. be myself. I'm going to play yeah. my game. Yeah. So. And now that, I mean, now that I know more, now that people who didn't know Shea Weber before now know him better, a lo- like, we can realize, like, that's a really dumb question to ask Shea Weber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's been dumb ever since. It's starting to get better, but... Yeah, um, and that's another. I wrote oh, no, I was, yeah, it has been done the whole time. It's just that I, at the time, like I wouldn't have known. That's a dumb question. Yeah, to ask. Well, I wrote an article about three or four days after the trade, and I'll never remember. I'll never forget Ashley because <laughs> Ashley and I were DMing, and I'm like, oh, you know, and she's like, I'm already over it. What? <laughs> like, why is everybody freaking out? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But then I wrote my article for Habs Eyes on the Prize like four days after the trade and um, talked about P.K. Subban and the reaction uh, at, after the trade. And then I ended it up with, you know, like, P.K., thanks so much for, you know, making Habs fans of my children. And good luck in Nashville. But I, I can't hope that you win a cup because that will mean the Habs didn't. Like, for me, it's always team first, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was it. Then uh, that I had a lot of response to that article as well, mostly <laughs> angry. But then I moved on. Like, then I got excited for Shea Weber. That's right. But, yeah, and, uh, and it's been that way for everybody who's left the Habs. For sure. Like, you know, for me. Yeah. Hmm. Well put. I always, so I was I, once one of his biggest fans. And the insanity, the insanity that was created later just made it too much for me. I don't dislike the guy personally. I never have. He's funny. He's an awesome mm-hmm. hockey player. But he's not a Montreal Canadian, so I kind of don't give a shit about him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and just to your point about team first, like I always come back to, I, that might have been the trade that my dad texted it to me where he said, you're not going to like everything a GM does. But you either yeah. decide you're a fan of the, you decide you're going to accept what they do to your team and you love your team, or yeah. you find a different team or a different hobby or something else because you don't control them. They're going to no. do what they think is best and you either roll with it or you don't. And yeah. It doesn't make any sense to continue complaining about something years down the road, making a big deal, making those snide remarks, making those silly comments when. It's over. It's done. We yeah. move on and we see what happens in the future. Yeah. Yep. Well, It said. was really weird because there was one of those accounts on Twitter, I believe I mentioned it before, who in the days after the trade started these like, Shea Weber is a shitty hockey player and, and blah, 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 worst trade ever. And I was just, I, I genuinely did not understand why, where he was going with that campaign. Like they hadn't and even I, set foot on the ice yet. And I don't understand why that's always had to be a thing. Like, I don't have a problem with somebody being upset that a, a player has been traded. I've been upset about player trades, too. But you don't have to then go ahead and attack the other player. Shea Weber didn't do anything. He probably didn't <laughs> really Weber. want to be traded either. Also, no. it's Shea fucking Weber. Yeah. Like, if you're going to call someone a shitty hockey player, it's not him. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never seen anyone else put a puck right through a fucking net before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or or break his stick in half on a slap shot, and the blade ends up in the freaking upper section. 
Jesus. Or, or break someone's hand. Yeah. Oh, how, many, how many injuries? Twice. How many people is he injured with that shot? Oh, my God. Too many. Too many. Yeah. One too many. That's pretty yeah. damn sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it's just like people don't understand. And that's fine. But I used to be his biggest fan. And I got over it really damn quick. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. something that I want to mention uh, in regards to this is that the one of the things with the PK Subban trade, and I think it, it's probably one of the biggest trades in Habs history, without a doubt. Um, second, probably only to the Patrick Waugh trade, you know? Oh, yeah. And, of course, the Patrick Waugh well, trade. Well, and Chelios for older people. Yes, 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 and that's that's true, too. But I think Waugh, just with his superstar power, is more comparable to PK, in, at least in that regard. Um, but I want to use those two examples because, for one thing, and this is talking about the backlash and the whole divide that happened pretty much after the PK trade. Mm-hmm. Um, with Wa, you know, that divided the fan base, too, because, you know, what direction the team is going into. If uh, the Habs had kept Wa, it probably would have been very good for the Habs for years to come. And that was a very franchise-defining uh, defining moment. But one of the things that the PK trade makes different than the WAD trade is without a doubt. And it's, I think it's obvious for me to say is social media for sure. Yeah. But there was also things going on at the same time as, of the PK trade uh, that I don't think were quite as present in the WAD trade. And that is the analytics versus um, intangibles debate with hockey. Because we haven't been hearing about that too often now. The whole statistics, you know, ruling what should happen, this and the other thing. Well, Corsi, remember how it divided the world. And now it's it's garbage. But now, like, like the Subban trade kind of happened almost at the zenith of of that debate. With PK, number one, still being a great player, but also a numbers darling. While Shea Weber was not that. And that really drove uh the narrative right and a lot of that people. made people very angry at the l word leadership yeah right, oh. right. i'm like i don't know what it is oh, I, was, no. I was trying to think of like an advanced Luongo. Stat. i was like <laughs> like oh left... he's going to leadership his way i was know, thinking to the norris i guess i was thinking left-handed shot percentage <laughs> no the l word yeah, right. The, the big difference, yeah. though, between the PK trade and the WA trade is we got something back in the PK uh, trade. Yeah. Yes, that's a like we very got a good point. bag full of pucks for Patrick Wa. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Shea Weber for PK Subban, and I don't like if you had to compare elite defensemen in the NHL, like you could probably name five, and those two would be up there. Like it's just without to, a doubt to say you got nothing back is just ridiculous. They have di- very different styles, but. And anyway, like it would have been a very difficult trade if if they had been trying to trade him for that long. And now I do believe that they were Um, like it is difficult to replace him to replace P.K. Subban's minutes. And they did even with little old man Shea Weber. (laughs) He's completely replaced uh, P.K. Subban's minutes. And that's that's not easy. Lower cap hit, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, there's so many parts of the trade that are um, make make a lot of sense. Yeah, they veer positively in the halves as time goes yeah. on. Um, and, like, there's that one uh, stipulation where the contract with Shea Weber was fully front-loaded, which means that, like, <laughs> that, like if Shea Weber... Nashville's paid it all. Yeah, if, if Weber, yeah. like, retired tomorrow... It would be like a $20 million cap hit on the Predators or something. I don't know the numbers, yeah. but it's substantial. And it's kind and of... And it's on yeah. the Predators. It's ludicrously yep. substantial. I mean, don't don't retire, Weber. We need you, but... Yeah, just... Yeah. No. Stick around. He won't. Yeah. Stick around, please. But, um... I think the big thing, too, is, like, I have the worst memory in the world. I remember very few of actual drafts 
I remember when P.K. Subban was drafted. Yeah. I remember his draft interview because they asked him, what does P.K. stand for? And he says, penalty killer. Like, that kind of quick-witted <laughs> stuff that endeared him to fans he'd probably be He'd probably been saying it for years. Oh, probably. Oh, just... I've, I've read a Valentine's card that says something different. I'm sure it does. <laughs> but um, it was that kind of stuff, right? That... that that made him that refreshing oh, oh. kind of exciting hockey player that was coming up. And, and like oh, you were I, kind of alluding to Veronica is that it, 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 that kind of took over the hockey part. Now he was no longer fun and exciting hockey player, PK Subban. He was yeah. um, fun and exciting PK Subban who sometimes also plays hockey. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know, make, call me old fashioned and boring and awful, but that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> And my hockey players. I want to watch my team play hockey. I want to watch yeah. my team play hockey. Yeah. I don't want to watch this one person. All the post-game quotes, I I listened to, like, I think I, I was telling Dave the other day that I listened to the post-game show and the intermission shows on TSN 690 religiously. Yeah. Um, I listen to, usually on weekday games, I listen to the first period or period and a half exclusively on TSN 690, but I listen to the post-game shows just for the, um, just to listen to the players talk immediately after the game because a lot of those quotes don't make it onto canadian.com after the game so i like to listen to it like raw and um one of the most interesting quotes monotone as he may be is and smartest is max patcheretti but i digress um he's he has a lot of smart things to say he has a dry sense of humor too that is underappreciated and his understanding of the game is like he'll have a career in hockey after he's no longer skating i'm convinced he's very very smart coach of the habs (laughs) could you imagine oh now i can can. him in the tux with that hair (laughs) saying let's do it boys yeah. Why do you be I like to hear what they're saying. Our the coach is in a tuxedo. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It would be a max thing and to do. And a top hat with a mom. Oh, oh my God. God. Okay. Please. Just imagine Halloween. Listen, listen, listen. Just no, once. just every day. No, every day. But he's just like staring across the ice at John Tortorella. Like, what are you going to do, Van? What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Torts is just going to go out into the middle of the ice, start beating up a ref. <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be the game where Torch stomps across the ice and finally slips and falls on his butt. And I laugh. Like don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy John Tortorella. Oh, he's that guy, he's but, a circus. Oh god, he's such a but, festival of treats. Just one minute then, I want him to fall. And not be hurt. I just want him to fall when he angrily stomps across the ice. So to finish my thought, I just wanted to Sorry. say, like, just piggybacking <laughs> on what Ashley had said, too, maybe yes. that makes me old and boring, too. But I'm not just listening to these guys and tuning them out because they're monotone. They have a lot of in- interesting things to say. And the way that they view the game and the way that they view the game that just happened and and what they need to do and all of that stuff. Gallagher, Pacioretty, Shea Weber, Carey Price, these guys, when they talk... Like, I don't need them to be saying something super sexy or controversial or anything. I want to hear how they break down the game because it's good stuff. And I don't care if they deliver it in a monotone. Mr. Monotone himself, Cindy Crosby. Like, I, I don't need to be excited by their post-game comments. I'm just really interested nope. in sort the of love hockey robot. Absolutely. I'm fine with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 I think that was really good, guys. Yeah, we did yeah. it. I think that's that's substantial. There are um plenty of things that we could go into uh with the PK trade, but I think that's um yeah, yeah it's we, we've said our piece and uh I think we did it well. Uh also we're nearing the end of the podcast. I mean we still have a few minutes for sure, but I'm wondering if we could do an email or a QA. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so maybe we can do both. So we have <gasps> we have a interesting QA that came in many weeks ago now. Sorry about that, everybody. 
and this this comes we're getting from, to all of them we are we are getting to all of them yeah this one yeah. comes from at okay stj randy <laughs> at stj randy his question is are you superstitious about jersey numbers jersey numbers jersey numbers 20 seems to have bad karma and hmm. i'm trying to think who was hmm. number 20 recently deloria yeah. Weiss Delorius number 20. Oh, that's right. Weiss was. Yeah, because. I Let stuff. me tell you, I am superstitious <laughs> about a lot of fucking things in hockey. <laughs> like. Uh-oh. Have I not? I think I've told the story on this podcast about how I cemented my Habs fandom. The 5-1 yes. game, the comeback game. Yeah. I took my Habs shirt off and they came back and won a historic comeback victory. So yeah, I believe in superstitions very strongly. If they're <laughs> losing and I've done something differently, I will change it. I will take my Jersey off if they are starting to lose a game and I will put it on if they are not winning. A game. I'm very superstitious about a lot of things. And has never once occurred to me to be superstitious about a Jersey number. Mm -hmm. But some people no. are. I just, I'm, I'm not either, I'm, I'm and I'm extremely I superstitious as a um, as a South American. Oh. I'm all about superstitions, and I'm very careful about everything. Like walking with your hands in your pockets. That's correct. <laughs> oh God! Do not do um, that. <laughs> I'm not superstitious about jersey numbers, but I pay attention to some number elevens, um, just because I love Brendan Gallagher, and yeah. I just. I, I don't know. So, like, I just, oh, I only know two other number 11s, and they're not on hockey players. <laughs> are, are there another, there's probably other number 11s in the NHL. I have no idea who they are. Um, but uh, Kevin Pilar on the Blue Jays is 11. And then um, Julian Edelman on the uh, New England Patriots is number 11. And um, fun fact, Edelman and Gallagher are both the smallest guys on their teams, but uh, Pilar is not. <laughs> that's awesome. He's like over that's great. Feet tall. That is pretty I did, cool. Yeah, I did know. I, I think I was like comparing them to see like, oh, are they all the smallest guys? But they're not. Um, that would have been yeah, something. No, so I am also not superstitious, but I, I pay attention to 11s when I notice them. Yeah. I think for me, the thing about jersey numbers is that I just like the history of them. You know, what players had them in the past and mm -hmm. such. Like, uh, one of the kookier things that happened at the red and white game, I think, the most previous one. Wasn't Kokaniemi wearing 47? Who was that? Wh whatever. Somebody told me that he is going to wear 47. Wow, wouldn't that be a thing? So, something That'd like that, I'm like, play. ooh, that used to be Radulov's number. <laughs> so, I'm more... Mm -hmm. I'm more about the history uh, behind a number, you know, aside from the ones that retired, of course, you know, but uh, I always think that's that's good. And the lack of 69s in the league, is that on yeah. purpose? It's, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty Probably. sure. Like, I thought somebody on the Islanders wanted to get it. No, it was, I'm thinking of Josh saying who wanted 69. Yeah, he never mind. Oh, yeah, and you can't but do that, which is a ridiculous yeah. thing. He should be able to wear whatever number he wants. Because didn't Mario yeah. Lemieux have 66 too? Yeah, like Lemieux wasn't even a goddamn Islander. Shut up, Brooklyn. No, Frickin no, yeah. that's kind of a blanket league, league thing. Yeah, I think There's no 66s, no 99s. No 69s. Well, you know what? When they but retire 66 league-wide, then nobody can wear it. But that's only reserved yeah. for the great one, and that's it. It was so silly. That was so it was silly. silly. Well, he had um, it for like a second, I think, and people got mad about it. Right. It, it's not like a real rule, but it's just like understood. Like, hey, you don't ask for that number. One of hockey's many unwritten rules. The goofy yes. things. Um, mm -hmm. So, okay. So, thank you, uh, at STJ Randy, uh, for that question. I don't think any of us are superstitious about numbers. But we just think they're cool. Yes. Yeah. Now, we could close out the podcast uh with our having... sorry i had i had one more number thing oh okay go for it just playing into our last conversation i always thought it was funny that pk and max were opposite jersey numbers yeah yeah oh yeah. it's kind of added to the whole narrative to me <laughs> yeah. so yeah i guess i do notice numbers in that kind of way i'm like oh that fits i always notice when my phone battery's at 67 yeah me too i tweet about it yeah yeah uh, ain't it yeah. fun 
Oh, and when I fill up, <gasps> when I fill up uh, my Jeep, um, if I'm not, if I don't necessarily need a full tank, I'll try to land on 3106. It's hard. Wow. And oh, when, when I do, I take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I just, I just fill up my car. Same. But. Yeah, me too. But now I'm going to try that one. Yeah, now. now, Well, the thing is, being in the States, I never pay that much for gas. Oh. Oh. oh, oh. Yeah, actually, I don't get that high either. But I have a small car. (laughs) I was going to say, Veronica and I both drive Jeeps. Yeah. We do get that high. I get up to 100. Yeah. But it's worth it. Oh, God. That's cool. Yeah. I'm paying a buck. A buck forty per liter. A buck forty. No, what did I? One forty-seven a liter. It was yesterday. Good lord! If you work that out, That's... I know when people complain about the price of gas in Montreal, I'm like, uh, just one moment. I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying a dollar forty-seven. My God, that's awful. Yeah, I feel so bad whenever I hear about gas prices. Bullshit. Like in the states, we're worried about gas hitting at least in some places three dollars a gallon, and a gallon is like what three liters, and that to Veronica that'd be above yeah. 40, 280, three, four, yeah. Yeah. four twenty yeah. a gallon. Oh my God, <laughs> that's like that's like I robot prices, you know, Jesus. <laughs> but um, anyway, so uh. Gas prices. Gas okay. prices and the Habs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So to close things out, <laughs> we can either do our Habby moment of the week, which I don't think, I don't know, it's kind of tough right now, right? Or we could read an email, which I would like to digress to. But if we have moments, we can do that too. Let's let our listeners share their Habby moments. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I have one in particular that I'll read verbatim that we can conclude the episode with. And it is from one of our listeners and a host of his own podcast. Uh, God damn it. The Nosebleeds? Nosebleeds, yes. Thank you. This comes Nosebleeds from... Nosebleeds cast. Yes. This yes. comes from Ian Boisvert. And I think he is at Boisvert Ian. Yes. On Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Green Forest. Okay. So, <laughs> and he, re- and he his message is as follows. Hi, guys. It's Ian Boisvert again. My Habby Habs moment of the week haha, is kind of tough because it's every Habs game I've ever been to. <laughs> Living in Connecticut, it is hard to get Habs games regularly, and I have, but I have seen the Habs six times over the past ten or so seasons. Other than getting to see the Habs, uh, these are all happy, happy moments because the Canadiens <laughs> have never lost a game when I was in attendance, and two of those <gasps> games were incredible nice. comebacks. So he goes into each of the games now. November 1st, 2008, the Habs trailed 4-1 in the third period before coming back to win 5-4 with Alex Kovalev and Thomas Pekenik each having four points. And then, more recently, February 27th, 2017, Habs trailed 2-0 and 3-1 before Max Pacioretty scored twice, including a goal in the final minute, and Alex Galchenyuk scoring the winner in OT. Radulov had four points. Was that that... Arizona game? Uh, who was it? No, 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 no. Was it? Yes. I'm not sure if it was. No, it sounds super it was familiar, Max though. Who had four points? Right. No, I'm with you. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. But so Radulov had four points. Those are two games he liked, and uh, and then he concludes to say, "So if you're looking for someone to get season tickets <laughs> for, hit me up." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank hey. you, Ian. Thank you so much, buddy. If I win that Club 1909 contest, I'll hook him up. Oh, my God. Me yeah. too. Hey, I'm in on that too. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck <laughs> to us all. Yeah. It's such a burden to Wait. have season's tickets. Oh, it's such a burden. <laughs> I'm willing to I'm willing to shoulder that incredible burden Yeah, for free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's all that we can do as fans. Yeah. What can yeah. we do? True. Mm, shoulder the burden Either of like our them favorite or don't. team. Yeah. It's really that simple. Yeah. yeah. It's so difficult. Ah, woe is us. <laughs> the unbegotten fans of the Hags. What can we do? I have a teeny tiny Hags moment. Oh, okay. Make it quick. <laughs> it's Okay, really, really quick. I was really happy today that we have been 
we started this podcast and we've got our, all of our amazing listeners and thanks so much for listening and supporting us every week, you guys. Yeah. Like when we started this Habby Hour um, to be positive about the Habs for a change because you don't hear that or see it anywhere. We started it like in March. Yep. When people would think how, like, it was not a very good time of the, of the season for them, and they did not have a very good season. And we're still going strong. And we find stuff to talk about, and it's, you know, we can find ways to be constructive about the Habs and think about things that make us happy because that's what, you know, your sports team should do. Like, yeah. it's kind of like a family. It and is like a anyway, family. Yes. I'm just happy for us. I'm happy and for us too. So grateful to our listeners. Yes. I'm happy for us, the listeners, and for being yeah. a fan. Yeah. And that it's 15 days until the first rookie game. Woo! Oh, that's right. Oh, the rookie Actual tournament. Right? Habs hockey Crap. is on its way. Oh, and I'm... next Tuesday's the tournament, Max's tournament. Oh. Oh, my God. I am 80% sure that I'm going to the rookie tournament for the Sens game. <gasps> Oh, I thought you were going to say the golf tournament. I'm like, did you get an invite? <laughs> Could you imagine? We'll see. We'll see. Confirm it. Listen, I got, I, got, on Twitter. I got the invite, but then I was like, guys, why was this so late? I already said yeah. no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now I got to shuffle everything around to go whack a ball for four hours. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, that was cool. Yeah. Real set? That was cool. That was cool. All right, bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye